Up For It with Courtney Ammenhauser. The best of the week. Get it out. Kings and Queens on Up For It. FBI 94.5. Get it out. Mason Brown is here. Good morning. Hello, Courtney. Hello. Hi, hi. Now, I have to say, you and I attended the theatre last night, didn't that we? That we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, what we saw blew our socks off. It was a huge glittering gala. It really of, was. Of cabaret, circus, variety, slam poetry, burlesque, drag and everything outside in between. Uh, presented at the Darlinghurst Theatre Company with the people of Cabaret and the show's called We Are Here. And this morning we have two of the most criminally talented and inspiring people. Honestly. I've, ridiculous. I've ever <laughs> had the pleasure of encountering or working with the directors of the people of Cabaret joining me, joining us from bed. Good morning. Miss Caro and Victoria Falconer, welcome. This is Hello. <laughs> it looks so cozy there. It looks nice. Right? Yeah, we're just snuggling together in a hotel room. We've got some coffee from next door. We're awake. I know we're cabaret performers, but usually before like 11 is bad. But for you, for you, my loves, of course. Wow. Uh, I feel honoured, truly. Thank you so much for coming on Breakfast Radio. Before we talk about this show... I think we should definitely start with who the people of Cabaret are. Who are they? Miss Clara, you can take yeah. this one as the founder. So the People of Cabaret is an organisation dedicated to amplify, uplift, nurture, support and platform artists who are Indigenous and or Black and or people of colour who work in the cabaret and live performance arts industry. Um, we're a collective of um, uh, new and emerging and mm. professional veterans of the cabaret industry. Um, we are, um, we've been in existence since June last year um, and have been financially operating since September, October last year. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. Yes. yes. We actually, all of the founders of the, of the people of cabaret, um, I, we were all based around the country um, and had all sort of, we all sort of knew about each other. Um, myself <laughs> and Kyron, uh, we had met previously when we both lived in London um, and we ended up, uh, you know, under Miss Cairo's direction, putting this initiative together quite similar to this uh, from our own, I'm not going to say in bed technically, but from <laughs> our own bedroom via Zoom. And it's only in the last month or two um, that we've all managed to be in the same physical space together, oh, and there's not, still not a few, us, yeah. yeah, there's still a few people that I haven't uh, I haven't been in the same physical space with. So uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing that this sort of collective and the warmth and the action and the sort of uh, activity that we've been able to do over the past six to eight months mm. um, has been able to occur at all, really. The organisation has several tiers um, mm. in its approach to, I guess, decolonising a whole industry. Can you um, explain a little bit about what that all is about? Yeah, so we have... Um, the, the, the People of Cabaret was basically just problem-solving things that we were finding um, problems in the in the industry. Um, so we've got kind of five departments that we're working on. Um, so we've got the council, which is a project designed to re-regulate or regulate the cabaret industry because we're currently not um, represented uh, correctly wow, by yeah. um, equity and MEAA um, 
and other relevant peak bodies. Um, so we'll be looking at how, how we can regulate the industry fees and have a code of conduct code of conduct for people of colour and other marginalised communities in cabaret. Um, and that's going to be starting in the next month. Mm. And this is like in spaces that aren't just theatres as yeah. well, because cabaret, right, um, yeah. as many of the listeners will probably know, um, we're talking about like drag and burly performances in clubs. We're talking about corporate events where a lot of uh, cabaret performers you know, are called in to make things glittery and sparkly, but there's really no rules around how people are treated. Um, we're talking about uh, smaller venues, like pop-ups, like bars, like festivals very much, fringe festivals that are open access or or even curated festivals, um, and everywhere in between, because cabaret is one of those art forms that you find um, that is malleable to so many different spaces, Absolutely. but that makes it, I think, tricky mm-hmm. to regulate. Um, and it's not just like, okay, here are all the theatres, here are all the art centres, <laughs> let's just make sure all the stuff is happening um, or that uh, all of the rules cover what can occur in this venue. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of works which we've done, yeah. I think. So we've also got the directory as well, which is a database of Indigenous and Black and people of colour. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, artists of colour um, who, and it's designed in a way that empowers and uplifts the artists um, of colour. Um, where casting directors, producers, um, any other creatives can hire um, other creatives to be in their show. Oh my God, I'm great in the mornings. (laughs) (laughs) You are Um, great in the mornings, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm great all the time. You're very welcome. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, so um, yeah, it's a a directory, a Mm. database of of IPOC artists um, and you can hire people in a really safe and empowered way. I think a lot of directories have, have people's um, private information or you know public information ready and available. But we have the whole process, which is about decolonizing and, and safeguarding any brief that comes through. So we have a, um, a panel called the, the Brief Committee um, who will assess any um, castings that come through. Um, and they'll all decide whether it's um, safe to be sent through to our artists or not. Um, if it's safe, it gets sent through, um, and the artists then are empowered to um, reach out to the, the the client, basically about That's the job. Awesome. Um, and then, um, if it's not um, safe, that if we don't think it's appropriate or if it's safe, um, it gets passed through to the consult. Um, so the, um, the consult is a um, service designed to um, empower marginalized artists to talk about their experience in the industry and um, I think we're trying to really look at how the consult operates from a decolonized perspective not in a way that um, it, we, we're trying to look at kind of what emotional labor is and how we um, and how we value that I think the work of anti-racism is um, very complicated and often the work is put on the backs of black and brown people to do the work of anti-racism, yeah. even though it's not our fault. Um, so we, inco- when the, the client comes into the consult, we're basically probing them and asking them questions to really think about their practices and holding them accountable for their actions. Because there's a plethora of things um, and, and resources available on the internet and everywhere else. And we want to encourage people to be autonomous and start thinking about ways that they can um, 
change their practices without relying continuously on the emotional labor of black and brown people. Mm. And that's people within their companies as well as the people that yeah. are in the consult. Yeah. So we, we um, have large organizations and festivals that we're working with. Um, and we also work with independent artists as well. So you can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, we're really trying to encourage people to use the consult and the directory at the beginning of all these processes. We're finding people are coming through when they're mm. probably just about to release that casting brief and we're like, well, hold on, there's all these things that you need to look at. And it feels a bit retroactive. Yeah. You know? It's like people are worried and they're, you know, quick, we've got to make sure that everything's fine because there's been so many incidences in the, particularly in the last, well, I mean, look, <laughs> forever, forever, <laughs> but, uh, but people are more uh, aware, I think, of it now um, and are aware of the impact that um, will occur to their public image if that um, ends up coming out, um, particularly in the industry. So, I, yeah, it does feel like people are sort of, they're more conditioned, and I think this isn't a very Western thing, to do it as, um, uh, like, as a problem solver rather than... A game changer. Exactly so. Like we want to, we, I'm, I don't like doing things too fast or quickly. I like doing things urgently. So it's important that we don't rush into anything because there's so much cultural competency that we have to do when you're working with different marginalized communities. There are so many nuances to our intersectional identities um, that we actually have to um, it, spend time talking about them. But before we even talk about them, we have to set up the environments where people can talk about them. Um, in, in a really safe and empowered and uplifting way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's actually a really, it, it's exhausting work for us as well, because I think, again, people don't understand what emotional labor is. Um, hmm. That it's, it's sometimes hard to put a monetary value on it and trying to encourage people to actually um, trust that we know what we're doing as people who are victims of racism, um, know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like the work will never be finished. Sometimes it's it's tireless, and you two are doing such incredible work. Yeah, speaking to Miss Cairo and Victoria Falconer from the People of Cabaret, they've got a show on at Darlinghurst Theatre Company at the moment. It opened last night. Mason and I went to opening night, and it was an absolute hoot. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I just want to say thank you so much for putting on an incredible show last night. We are here at Darlinghurst Theatre Company. Mason, what'd you think? I was gobsmacked. You had drag, <laughs> you had drag, contemporary dance, circus and slam poetry in one act alone <laughs> from Queen right? Kong. A little exactly. A little striptease from Miss Cairo. While <laughs> I might mention while being serenaded by Victoria Falconer playing the saw. Simply, my Simply. Nothing, it's not multidisciplinary. This is what cabaret can bring to the table. You it's, know, you it, don't just get one genre. You get no. everything. <laughs> and Dale Woodbridge Brown almost took someone's eye out. I'm always here for Dale. Um, uh, oh yeah, the, I put the, the, the with the, the, the chaos is amazing. <laughs> I actually was lucky enough to capture part of the the act of Dale's on my Instagram story. It's very very oh, funny. Great. <laughs> I didn't see. I want to see. Oh, oh you have to get a look. So ridiculously talented and like could he is funny, just by raising an eyebrow. Yes. You know those people who have just mm. funny bones who are mm. innate clowns where you're just like I'll watch you do anything. I don't mind and I <laughs> and you will be funny and it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Incredible. Tell us more about the show. What can we expect um, for the rest of the week? I know Mason and I were lucky enough to go and check it out last night, but I feel like this show, you know, it's going to evolve each night. It's definitely a mutable thing. And this is the glorious thing uh, about Cabaret in general and about how we've programmed this show. Um, Because it was initially for the uh, Sydney Festival, um, sadly delayed uh, because we had so many people coming from um, interstate uh, and at the time unable to do so. Uh, But we've got... um, a couple of different guest acts every night. So a lot of the people that you saw last night, our core cast, mm-hmm. um, who we've picked especially because they do show off so many different talents um, and also really deliver on, I think, showing exactly what cabaret and what adjacent genres can bring to the table. And also the fact that our entire cast and creative um, and uh, everybody in uh, tech positions and production positions and management, uh, stage management positions are all... Um, and social media. And social media, yes. All uh, people of colour, awesome. Indigenous, uh, yes. all black. Um, yes. They are all um, that. And it's just, look, this shouldn't be a selling point. And at the moment, it is. But this should be normal. And it's just, it's just not. And you can see by the audience reaction um, that people are not used to seeing so many black and brown bodies on stage doing what we do. Um, so for the rest of the week, uh, we have uh, a number of uh, not only our uh, from our the other, um, I guess, arm of the people of Cabaret that we haven't talked about yet. The mentorship, uh, the mentorship which yeah. is a, uh, a brand new uh, program. Our first program is currently happening. Um, and we have a number of uh, special guests that are our current intake of mentees. We have um, nine mentees that are currently being supported in this program, uh, which was funded by uh, an Australian Council for the Arts grant that awesome. we received. Congratulations. Um, and thank you so much. First grant uh, that uh, Miss Cairo and I have ever written. Yeah. And nailed it. Guns and mm. Got it. it was <laughs> Hell yeah. Really really heartening to get that um, and really important because it means that we can support uh, young emerging artists in our scene that doesn't happen a lot like cabaret burlesque drag circus we it's all it starts very lo-fi and it also starts in quite in a way that feels often removed from any sort of uh, formal training and mentorship in our scene in our industry happens all the time like i learned so much from uh the people that came before me um and this program formalizes what is happening anyway it really i i think it validates the knowledge and the experience and the time that experienced uh, performers are giving to younger performers uh to be able to get them anything from like uh, tips on how to make their costumes, to uh, networking opportunities, to explaining exactly how to get booked, explaining how to put on your first show, self-producing because so there's so much that happens for us that is not just the on-stage making of art. We yeah. don't just go for an audition, get it, go and um, learn some lines and get on stage. No shade to the people that do, but this is a very different art form. So a lot of the time we're in charge of everything, including production budgets yeah. or costuming or music or uh, even if you want any sort of set design and anything that you see on stage has usually been made by mm. that artist. Um, and with the mentorship, it means that we can kind of 
I, say, I guess, assist and support their self-learning. So we have a m- number of uh, industry professionals from all over the world uh, uh, in a schedule that uh, that, uh, that each of our mentees are able to have like a session with. Um, so they learn from either Q&As or from workshops. In fact, we're talking to lovely Mason about yes. doing one on costume. I am joining <laughs> as a mentor, for, as a costume designer. indeed the industry professional of our dreams. <laughs> oh, oh, thank um, you so and, much. Um, and this, the program also includes opportunities like being a part of this show. Um, so we have a number of mentees that are coming up from Canberra um, that are going to be in the show this weekend. Awesome. Um, and in our past shows, we've had uh, our mentees, there's one, uh, well, people that have come from all over the country because luckily and beautifully, um, we do have performers that are involved from all around the country. Um, and just, yeah. and just one, one more thing with the mentorship as well. Like we're trying to look at, rebuilding the foundations that we are operating from like we pay our mentors um for this mm. for this project and we're paying them kind of much above the the, the, the award rate right? yeah. yeah exactly um because we acknowledge that all of us who are you know coming to the table have come from a slight place of deficit because of our intersectional identities you know we're trying to even the playing field and help people come from a place of abundance because when people are supported when people are loved they create even harder and yeah much more like beautiful evocative yeah. work and also stuff that really reflects i think their individual voices yeah. as well and this is the magical thing about cabaret um and about all of the exactly as we were talking about the um the show that's happening at Dalo and all of our shows is that the performers that you see are people who don't necessarily fit into um a strict box in so many different ways, including their art. You know, it's it's art that uh, draws upon so many different genres that is unashamedly multidisciplinary um, and uses whatever tools they have to hand to be able to tell their stories and to be able to reflect what they want to bring to the stage, whether it's something super personal, whether it's political, whether it's joyful, whether it's all of those things at once, and it usually is. Um, and I, the more that we can support that and platform that, better awesome folks look you better oh sorry no please do go on his car please <laughs> like, one of the most important things that is uh, this as well is that we are a community yeah like, we are a, a family we are all connected in, in some way and i think there's been so much divisiveness divisiveness in the especially in the last year um with, with all of this stuff we're trying to find a way that we can um come together work out what our needs are, what we all want together, and then have a conversation with everyone else at at the table. Mm. Um, And, you know, that's why the mentorship is so important because it's, we've been looking a lot at lateral mentorship, shipping Mm. um, as well, that, you know, we're all learning off each other continuously um, and, you know, building each other up to have boundaries and, Mm. you know, all, I'm, I'm rambling now. Oh, no, but that's a really good point, is that a lot a lot of the time with a mentorship role uh, in a sort of, you know, westernised version of that, it's very much the mentor giving to the mentee. But in this case, we acknowledge that a lot of the time the mentor is going to gain a lot from the mentee as well. Absolutely. We have these, like, we, we kind of just give a, a basis and we match up mentors and mentees who we think will work and who will 
hopefully develop a creative relationship that will is not only symbiotic but will then go on will move will develop and will um continue on for as long as uh, you know they're making art um so yeah it's a it's just giving us all stronger foundations, which I guess is something that we're mm-hmm. hoping to achieve across the board with all of our um, different projects. Because we're all we're all human, first mm. and forth, mm. foremost, and that's the thing that we've got in common. But we're all humans who have experience of being uh, with racism, basically, mm. and this is the thing that kind of connects us and. Oh my god! I should have just left it with Vicky. She ended it. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, Look, we could do this literally. <laughs> this is day. like you're just hearing a conversation that we are actually just having in bed. Um, but it is- yeah. so comfortable yeah. intimate that's what cabaret yeah. is. I think it just goes to show how much is happening behind the scenes you know you'll go to the show you'll see all this glitter and glam and amazing art mm. but there's so much else happening very important behind uh, the curtain yes yeah. but also the sequence oh it's my god the so sequence, many sequence were amazing so many Vicky sequence. your outfit you stunning. have to <laughs> the rhinestone I'm um... <laughs> Folks, you better book your tickets if you want to see Pure Joy and Power on stage. Head to darlinghursttheatre.com forward slash we are here. Performances are tonight and all the way through through till Sunday. What a gift. Um, And if you want to know more about the people of Cabaret, head to thepeopleofcabaret.com. Miss Caro and Victoria Falconer, thank you so much. You can go back to sleep now because you deserve it. Absolute (laughs) pleasure. And all the best for the rest of the season. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney fbiradio.com.